Welcome to Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Cornelius Cron, and I'm a teacher at College Park School in Lloydminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little little bit about who we are and what we will be doing in our podcasts. We're a class of 24 grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experiential learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, S-T-E-A-M, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts and Math. We want to answer the age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside of the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job, or in what could traditionally be considered a hobby or an interest. Today, I will act as the host with some of our students contributing questions, and in future episodes, the students will be taking the lead. So, without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our first expert, who is fittingly an expert on podcasting, Sean Newman of the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me, and... uh... I don't know if I've ever been called an expert before, so you honor me by having me on. Well, what, what would you consider to be an expert? What is your definition of being an expert? Somebody who is uh, very successful in their field. And so I'm a hockey player by trade, so you're talking about Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid now. Those are experts in their fields, I guess. Bill Nye, the science guy, was a, as I was growing up, would have been an expert in science, I guess, per se. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's somebody who is very refined in their field. Um, and I also consider somebody to be an expert who has a bit of specialized knowledge. So I think that sure. I think that's my definition that I'm applying to you when, I, when <laughs> I'm talking about an expert. Um, so any questions about our podcast approach? What do you think of that idea? Honestly, guys, is this the first episode then? This is the very first episode. This is our pilot episode. We've hey. never done one before. I think it's a really cool uh, cool idea, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun. I look forward to uh, tuning in if I get the opportunity to, if you guys are making it public. Well, it, it doesn't make sense to me to do it and then just hang on to it ourselves. Enough, so yeah. I will definitely be making it public so that other people can learn um, from your expertise as well as, uh, as we learn sharing that experience with them. Now, as every student picks a guest, did they become the host? That is correct. That's that's the basic premise. Um, and we will have other people also contributing questions, but basically that student will become the host for that entire episode. So there's definitely some real life skills there of uh, email communication or communicating to invite somebody to join us. Um, there's some real life experience there in coming up with questions and holding a conversation with somebody. Um, and then obviously there's manners and uh, other things, life skills that we're going to be practicing. I think you guys are gonna have a lot of fun doing it that's why I started doing this is because I enjoy talking to people I enjoy finding people that have really interesting stories that's what you're gonna find and uh, when you get somebody talking about themselves you're gonna learn a lot so I think this is a really cool project excellent thank you uh, we, we appreciate that feedback um, let's get started a little bit about sure. yourself let's find out about you and who you are and find out your story um, just what I know is uh, you, you mentioned you're from Hillmont, um, grew up there, and then you moved to Lloydminster. So what was it like growing up in a small town? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Hillmont, Saskatchewan, which most of you know is just northeast of, northeast of Lloydminster, about 20, 25 minutes. Um, grew up on a farm my entire life. Uh, what more can you ask for? It's uh, outdoors a lot. 
Uh, grew up in a, a sports family, so skating a lot. Grew up at the rink more than I did at home most nights. Um, three older brothers, an older sister, so you can imagine what that was like. I did come into the comp when I was grade 10, but we still lived in Lloyd, so I commuted every day. So that was, you know, half an hour in the car one way each day. Um, that was a lot. But graduating in 2004, from there I went to Ontario, played hockey out there to the States, played hockey down there for four years, and then I went over to Europe for, uh, I like to call it a cup of coffee, played in Finland, and then I came home here at the end of 2011, and I've been working ever since. As for the podcasting side of it, which we're going to get into, uh, I started one in February. I heard my first ever last February, so it was about a year from hearing my first one. Uh, to starting my own. I've always had a fascination with radio, talking to people. And uh, when I heard my first podcast, I thought, man, this is something that uh, I'd really like to try and see how it goes. What was the first podcast you listened to? Was it sports related? Was it? (laughs) So I I listened to Joe Rogan first, which uh, can be a little bit um, adult conversations at times. Um, but I find he found a lot of very interesting, knowledgeable people that uh, I could sit and listen to not only five minutes to, but he sits and talks to him for almost three hours at times. And I drive a lot, and it was a way to pass the time and learn something all at the same time. Awesome. We were uh, looking at some podcasts yesterday, or sorry, listening to some podcasts oh, okay. yesterday, yeah. um, and almost every single person was able to identify an interest and then find a podcast that correlated to that interest well i tell you what podcasting there's over i forget what the last total was but hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there so if you're interested in anything you just need to search it which we all have phones now or at the very least a computer ipad and you just search it and anything you're interested in somebody's talking about that's right um have you had experience with people referring podcasts to you that you might not have considered in the first place um, yeah, I, um, so having a, I graduated with a degree in history, uh, I got referred to Dan Carlin. He's a, a history buff who talks about different historical events, and if you're at all interested in history, he's fantastic. Like, just by himself, sits down and talks to you a story, and uh, it's very entertaining. Excellent. Good to know. Um, I'm going to ask one of the students to come up now, Crete. Come on up, and she's going to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, not about podcasting, but uh, basically about everything else but <laughs> podcasting. So sure. this is Crete's question. So what is your home life like? Well, I married uh, a woman I met my first day of college, if you can believe it. The first pretty much person I walked by in college. It didn't happen that day. It wasn't love at first sight. If anything, she'll tell you different. Um, but she is, uh, helps be the rock of the foundation for our home life. I got two young kids, two kids that are below her. My boy, Shay is three in a bit, turned three in April and a girl who turned two at the end of July and we're expecting our third in October. So as you can imagine, it's very, uh, busy and without my wife, Melissa, this probably wouldn't happen because I work full time and at night I still find time or she allows time to uh, chase people around Lloydminster and area to have conversations with. Thank you. 
So uh, what do you do in your daytime then when you are not podcasting besides family? Yeah, I work for Baker Hughes. Uh, oh. So I'm a salesman in the oil field. Excellent. Um, so uh, when you were growing up on the farm in Hillmont, are you an only child? Are you, what's, what's that situation? Yeah, I'm the youngest of five. I got three older brothers. My oldest is uh, 10 years older than me. And then I also have a sister. So there's four of them above me. And we're very tight. We, I talk to all my siblings. They're not all of them every day, but um, between one of the other four, I talk to one of them every single day. So, Awesome. What's my experience is, is that you don't necessarily only have one hockey fan in a family. You tend to have a hockey family. Is that an accurate depiction of your so, family? So episode two was my father. I interviewed my father which uh, I highly suggest to all of you as you get older, if you have the opportunity to sit down with your parents and uh, ask them some questions. It's very enlightening and something if you record, you'll probably cherish for the rest of your life. Um, as for my brothers, they were episode four. We had the brothers round table, we've done it twice. And yes, we are all very avid sports fans. And the, the other brothers round table, I believe was a road trip. That's correct. We so. went on a road trip to Vancouver for my brother's 40th and we did it in the van. And yes, we had some fun doing that as well. So as you're traveling, yes. you brought your recording equipment. That's right. And you, fun. That yeah. would be, that would be, it's nice and portable, right? So That's right. Yeah. Is, as you can see, guys, it's, it's something you can take wherever you want to take it to. The biggest thing is having a quiet space. Um, one of your podcasts, your most recent podcast, episode 33, actually featured some former College Park Cobras, uh, Chase really? Rogers and Rhett Reinhardt. Both have walked the halls uh, in, in this facility here. So that was, that was nice that you um, have local, that your focus is on local athletes as well as local history in general. Can you talk to me about 801010? Because I've seen that on your description as well as the conversation we had earlier. So 801010 kind of mirrors my life, guys. Uh, 80%. Uh, I'm big into sports, not just specifically hockey. Um, I've had volleyball people on. I have a ultra runner coming up or an Ironman runner coming up here this month. But 80% 80, 80 of my podcasting is sports related. 10%, uh, I graduated with a degree in history, which I already said. And so I like to find people with a history background or somebody older than me that I can delve into the past. And I interviewed a 94-year-old from Unity. It's been a couple months now since I did that, but he uh, fought in World War II. And he was very, very interesting. And I think it's something... We shouldn't forget the history. There's a lot of things to learn from there. And then 10% is adventurous people. Um, I biked across Canada when I was 19 with uh, one of my older brothers and a friend. And so I like to find people who have unique stories that don't kind of fit in the other two groups. And so um, Brandy Hofer was one of those uh, local artists in town. I might argue she's the most popular person who's come on the podcast. She's got quite the following and um, she was very interesting to talk to. Awesome. We're going to uh, toss it to Brooke now, who's going to ask you her question. What made you choose to do podcasting? How did you discover it? Thank you. Um, yeah, so like I said, last year, February, I stumbled across podcasting. I guess if I were to go a little farther back, uh, I've always been interested in radio. Playing junior hockey, I was put in front of uh, a microphone several times. Always enjoyed the experience. Um, 
when I first came back, I reached out to a bunch of my friends, but it just didn't uh, work out where radio seemed like an avenue I was going to go down. And then I listened to my first podcast, started digging into it, and once I realized it wasn't going to cost me a million dollars, the biggest thing is your time you give up to do it. That's, I guess, where I was like, okay, I can do something involved with radio, and if it never amounts to more than just having some good conversations, that's what I wanted to get out of it in the beginning. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Um, your first podcast, I, I listened to your pilot episode, um, you interviewed... Ken Rutherford. Right, and he had a big role in getting your podcast going. Yeah, so the, uh, the funny thing, Ken really dislikes that episode because I literally just... I was so excited when we got all the gear that I, I and we just finished, uh, he, Ken Rutherford's a business owner in town, he's originally from Paradise Hill, and uh, we, he had this old storage room in his, his office building, so we destroyed the storage room and redid it so it could uh, situate the podcast, and so the night we did that episode, I was so excited that we had mics and everything set up that I just flicked it on and we just started going, and we went for 45 minutes and... Um, I wasn't going to release it, but then I thought, you know, I'm curious if anybody would like to listen to anything like this. And the feedback was, well, heck, to this day, some people still think it's one of my better episodes just because of how raw it was and how unscripted. And we just kind of talked about life. And But Ken would like a redo. So... Well, maybe maybe an anniversary special. That's right. Ken, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to get him back on. I, I actually listened to the entire thing. I thought it was a really good, really good um, podcast as well, and that's kind of what made me want to reach out to you was that very first episode. Well, there you so, go. So, Ken, tough luck, I guess. <laughs> right, um, Billy, could you come up and just ask us uh, ask us your question since we're kind of on the same topic already? Yeah. How do you find a good subject for a podcast? So, uh, part of the reason. Um, I started with the idea of sports uh, as a main focus was I grew up and I in the dressing room specifically and in Canada I think a lot of us can relate to this a lot of us play hockey um, is you hear a story uh, about a guy who's went and played places but lots of times you never actually hear it from him and so for me it's always uh, finding the good story you've probably heard, but never from the person. So I just cut out the middleman and started approaching people that had good stories that I wanted to hear firsthand. And that's what always brought me. I always talk about Merv and Morgan Mann. They were two guys who I grew up watching play for the Border Kings when they were still around the senior team, which I guess a lot of you would probably have never known. Uh, there was a senior team in Lloydminster, the Lloydminster Border Kings. They won the national championship twice. I got to grow up watching them play. And so to hear those guys' stories was something I look for, but overall I just look for interesting people and now they seem to come to me. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, sweet, that's awesome. Thank you. Excellent, thanks Billy. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your equipment. Uh, we're here today, we have a basic mic and a laptop and that's about it. What do you use, what do you, um, what do you recommend? Well, if I can't even, uh, I wish I would have taken a look at the mics. Um, can't even think of what they're called off the top of my head. All I know is your setup is very similar to mine. Um, there's nothing too crazy about mine. I do have multiple mics for each guest I bring on. Uh, I've tried really hard. At times I've failed, and with each failure is a lesson, um, to 
give really good sound quality. If you listen to anything and it doesn't have good sound quality, it, it's a distraction. It's really hard to focus on the conversation. It's really hard to focus for a long period of time. And so what you guys have going here, I think is perfect. Uh, this is essentially how I started, just two cheap mics, uh, computer, and equipment to capture that. And once you have that, it's just an audio file and it's very simple. Excellent, good, that's good to know. Um, what do you do in terms of preparing for each episode? Exactly what you guys are doing. I, um, I do a little bit of homework on each of the uh, guests I have upcoming. I had listened to, uh, I was listening to 6.30 Chad, a radio station out of Edmonton. And a guy was interviewing Ron McLean. And I think most of us, show of hands here, everybody know who Ron McLean is? Ooh, oh, not too many hands really? coming up in the Who classroom. knows Don Cherry here? Okay, so the guy who's on Coach's Corner with Don Cherry. That's Ron McLean. The that's other Ron guy, McClain. the guy who's not Don Cherry, that's Ron McLean. He was the one who was here when we had Hockey Day in, in Canada. Canada. That's right. um, he was the host who was here and did a, did a lot of that. He did the opener over at uh, Fox at Fox Correct. Farms there. So yeah, that's Ron McLean. The question Ron McLean got asked is, "How are you so good at interviewing people?" Right? Like if next time you watch Ron McLean, he is amazing, and he said that he'd been taught at a very early age. Uh, when he first got into radio, that you need 10 hours of prep for each guest you have. Now, he said it might be a little of an exaggeration, but you get the general point. You need to put in um, time to do your research. And so for each guest I bring on, I do the same thing. I try and do some background work. I send them out a, what I call a questionnaire, just kind of 10 to 15 different questions so I can get a general idea of what they've done or if there's any cool stories. I usually try and find a couple of... Uh, Friends of theirs, because friends are more willing to talk and have favorite memories of somebody that's coming on. And usually people are pretty humble about themselves. I haven't had too many that just come on and are willing to say everything they've ever done. And so if you have a couple aces up your sleeve, it makes uh, an episode go really well. Excellent. Good to know. Um, what, what makes a good question, in your opinion? What are some, what, what are some of your favorite questions? that you have asked or what's a go-to question that you always ask? I'm big on mentors in life. I, uh, I, playing hockey, I've had good people um, that have changed the course of my life. So I'd like to know what some of the best lessons people have learned or if they've had a mentor slash coach and what they taught them. That's usually a go-to um, throughout every episode. And as a listener, that is something that I have picked up is that idea of um, you know taking somebody under your wing or following somebody and, and having that mentorship. So that does come through on the other side as well. The other thing I would say is I try to do specifically with the young guys that I bring on the Chase Waters. Um, I had Zane Franklin and Dallas Hines and other guys who've played in the WHL. I'm always curious what their teams do uh, what situations they put those athletes in to give back to communities. I think volunteering is a, a thing that is everyone should do, and it's a really humbling experience, and it's something I got to uh, do throughout my hockey career, so I always like to talk a little bit about that and let them talk somewhat about it and what they're doing. And I would say the other thing I do with the young guys is billets. 
Um, if you guys ever have the opportunity to go away from home and live with another family, um, for them to take you under their wing is a very fun experience. Mm-hmm. Enriching and rewarding in, in yes. different ways. Because yeah. as, as you guys are growing up, you're probably like, you know, this is my family, this is the way we do things. You go to your first sleepover and your eyes might be like, oh, oh, what's this family doing? I don't understand. That's Imagine right. living with it's that very family for eye-opening. months. How old are all of you in here? Twelve. I want you to take this idea for it. I've had two guys come on now that have been 13 and moved away from home. So that's moved. next year you're going somewhere that is not your house under somebody else's rules and regulations and fending for yourself, so to speak. And that, so that's a very thought-provoking avenue to go down. You would definitely grow up quickly, I'm I'm. I would think so, yes. 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 Excellent. Um, let's continue on with the with the uh, podcasting in general sure, type yeah. question. Yeah. Um, talk to me about what's what's your future actually your podcast. What's your future goal with this? What are you are you hoping to make this a full time career type thing or and if so how how do you get there? Okay, so when I started, the idea was I just wanted to see if there was an appetite for it if people were interested in it. Um, that became very clear after about episode seven. Uh, wherever I went, people approached me, didn't talk about it. It was very unusual, to say the least, to have people come up and talk about it. Um, if this could be full-time, if Baker Hughes is listening, I think they would gladly pat me on the back and let me walk out the door and do it full-time. It's an absolute passion of mine, so I'd love to see it go that way. Uh, that's a lot of work. And it's right now, it's not making anything doing it. In order to make money podcasting, uh, the quickest, easiest way, or maybe not easiest, but the quickest way is advertisements, right? If you grow your viewership, listenership to a giant number, then businesses can essentially advertise with you. No different than a radio station. Or um, even, um, uh, to put it in, in the kids' viewpoint, uh, YouTube, right? To become right. a YouTube star. That's right. You, you can do it on your own for free. You're not making any money, but eventually you get your followership gets so big that you start getting some revenue based on that. That's right. Understanding the long game and not the short game, that if you can continue to grow it over time, when you get to a certain amount of people listening and talking about you, it's going to be hard for people not to want or businesses not to want to approach you. That's probably the uh, the quickest way, the most general route of how to make money off podcasting. If you knew now what you knew when you first started, how, how would you do things differently? Would you do things differently? Yeah, so I went to a podcasting summit. So uh, in Calgary, they had a group of podcasters come in. They do it annually. Um, and they talked about... Before you release your podcast, you should do three to five episodes and you should build a small little website. And um, I've written it down, but essentially how movies have a movie trailer. So you can click on it and, oh yeah, and build the anticipation. And then when you release your podcast, instead of just having one episode and them having to wait, there's several that they can go through. And by doing that, if you build enough anticipation, enough people wanting to listen, you can get on the charts for... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And if you get on there where it's visible by millions of people, your numbers are going to go way up. Um, not saying I could have done that at the beginning with what I've been currently doing, but 
it's definitely an interesting thought on how to generate um, some intrigue into what you're trying to put out there. That's some good advice and probably something that we could definitely look into a little bit more. Yeah, I can pass along the information that I have on it. Awesome. Um, Ben's going to come up now and he's going to uh, ask a very pragmatic type question. (laughs) Something that that we will definitely need to know shortly. Um, So how do you upload your podcast to a website? Okay, so I went through several different uh, platforms and what I ended on was Anchor, like a boat anchor. Anchor.fm, it's free, and it is extremely user-friendly, and for you guys, I would highly recommend it. It allows, what Anchor does is for free, you can upload your podcast onto there and essentially answer several questions, and then they'll go out and get your podcast put onto the the major platforms, the Apple, the Spotify, the Pocket Cast, Podbean, Google, Etc. There's about a list of 10 of them. And they take care of it all. And in order to upload it on there, all you need to do is convert it into an audio file, which is super simplistic. And then from there, you drag and drop, and it's pretty straightforward. They make it straightforward for you. Hmm, that was pretty interesting. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Bryn is going to have a follow-up question sure. for you. How long does it usually take to make one episode? Hmm. Um, so the actual recording time varies. I would say my episodes currently are between an hour and 15 minutes and two hours, just depending. It's the editing, uploading, all the extra work that goes in the, away from it. And that's, there is no, I get asked that all the time. I don't know the actual hour amount. I never actually sit down and put a timer, but it's hours. It's, um, it's a lot of extra work in behind the scenes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes. It depends on how much, how particular you are on your sound and editing. How, how often are you listening to your own voice? Every and week now. You, Every week. Yeah. How, yeah. In the editing, how, um, how long does that take or how many, how many times would you listen to something before you say, no, that's good or that's great or that's... So I've done the, what I loved about Joe Rogan is he is a, when he first started, he released it live, meaning what you heard is what you got. And I followed in that footsteps uh, a lot. So I don't worry about chatter in the background, a glass clinking, I drop something, a pen, anything, gum being chewed, although I'm learning my lessons on that. Um, And so I try to edit as little as possible so it's a real conversation, no interruptions, that kind of thing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the question. Awesome. Um, let's take uh, Nabil, if you could come on up as well and give us your question. <laughs> there it is. And Mason, you're gonna you're gonna follow up as well. Oh, uh, what made you? Why did you specifically um, want to podcast hockey? So I grew up playing hockey, uh, like I said, junior A out in Ontario, Division Three in Wisconsin, and then I played over in Finland. I still play senior out in Helmand, so it's just been a huge chunk of my life for a very long time. And like, do, do you, when you were little, did you sort of like want to take a step further in, into hockey, or did you, did you like want to plan it just like, not just for fun? 
I wish I could have been in the NHL. I wish I could have won the Stanley Cup. And as I got older, I wish I would have could have won the Allen Cup, the national championship for senior hockey. Um, I love playing hockey. It's always been a passion of mine since I was very, very young. Do you still play? Yeah, I still play hockey and senior for the Hillmont Hitman. Thank you. Thank you. And Mason has uh, more of a specific question about podcasting. How many tries does it take to make a podcast? How many tries? So are you asking how many tries does it take to make an episode? Yeah. One. But what I would say on the end is uh, I, on the day it gets released or the couple days before I do an intro, outro, kind of welcome everybody to the episode, that can take several. I'm a stickler on that and I'm not, at times you get caught up on your own tongue and you can't seem to spit anything out and that's very frustrating. So several times on that part. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Awesome, good job. And our last question from a student is going to come from Gavin. Um, and we are nearing about a half hour mark, which I believe for our first one is going to be a really good, really good uh, timeline. But <laughs> Gavin is going to finish it up with. Uh, what is some advice you could give us on podcasting, like in general? Like, I would say have fun with it, guys. Um, and be yourself. Don't try to... There's no perfection in podcasting. When you have a long-winded conversation, there's going to be ums and ahs, and you drop a pen or ruffle paper or whatever it is. It's 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 about the conversation you're having with the other person, right? Uh, for me specifically, and I think with what your guys' idea is to have somebody come in and talk to them, um, it's about having a conversation with little to no technology involved in between the conversation. So really engage. And something I really try hard to do is listen. I really try and listen to the guests so I can pick up on what they're saying or maybe something they're not saying and they want to say. Listening is an art. I have a follow-up question on the, the guest part of this. Sure. How do you find them? Like, how do you convince them to come on the show? <laughs> um, you know, it hasn't been as hard as you'd think. Um, with technology, with all of social media, I get referred a lot by guests. So if I have a guest on, they usually enjoy I haven't had anyone yet say they didn't enjoy the experience. So usually they have an idea for one or two people that I could chase after. And as everyone here knows already, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever your choice is, you can track down just about anyone. And most people are pretty receptive to uh, talking. Thank you. Thank you. And they, they want to share their story, right? So that's right. That's, that's, that's right. fantastic. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank um, you for having me on. And thank you for all being like super respectful. The thank yous and the good, yeah, it's awesome. They've awesome been doing scene. really yeah. well. Is there anybody out there who has a question after listening, after talking um, here that you would like to ask Mr. Newman? Uh, just come on around, line up and feel free. We'll go one at a time here and we'll just go, we'll go really quickly there. So go I'll ahead. and keep the answer short. No worries. Here's Ben again. So how much is like this normal type of microphone? Just a normal... Uh, so you can... Just microphones in general for podcasting, you can spend as little as like $40 or as much as 1000 It all depends on quality. Um, if you go on... 
you can join groups on Facebook specifically. And in that group, you can ask that question and they'll populate 15 different mics and you can just go, oh, this one, this one. And then it's just kind of trial and error. Uh, my voice for some odd reason on certain mics sounds really good and on others it sounds really terrible. So it was kind of trial and error for me. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Ah, this is Alex. Oh, Alex had one of the best questions. And Alex, yesterday, <laughs> when we were exploring different podcasts, guess whose podcast he came up with and started listening to. So, cool. Alex, yeah. go ahead. Um, who, who was your favorite guest that you had on the show? Well, Merv and Morgman always get their tires pumped by me. They were, uh, as, as you, when I was your age, I watched them play. I got invited into their dressing room. I just was around their team what I remember is a lot. So it was really cool to sit down with uh, some childhood heroes, per se. But the other guy I always talk to is, uh, well, there's two. Cy Campbell is the World War II vet. And then Murray McDonnell, if anyone's ever played rugby out in Lashburn, he's the one who came up with that program and developed it. He was very fascinating as well. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Matthias. What experience made you start podcasting? I always go back to um, listening to Joe Rogan, specifically when I heard that, it just spurred on that I should look deeper into podcasting because I knew it wasn't something you have to. Gotta love school. Awesome, puzzle. yeah. <laughs> Do you wanna just repeat and then we'll just edit that out. Ask sure. your question one more time. What experience made you start podcasting? Yeah, so I always go back to Joe Rogan podcast, uh, just listening to it, always being, always enjoying listening to the radio and talking to people. It just seemed like a very unique way that I could be involved around radio. Oh, okay. Thanks, bud. Uh, here's Kane with his next question. Uh, what are things you would usually do um, after a podcast? Uh, so I have to edit each one. Um, now I, I've been involved with a few advertisers, so I have to build those and uh, figure out what I'm going to say for each one. So I build the intro, the exit, and then I clip a preview of the next episode as well. So if you stay right to the end of the episode, now you can hear what the next one's going to be about. Thank you. You're welcome. Mason? Uh, do you ever get nervous during... Yeah, so just like playing hockey, I get nervous before every single one. Um, but I enjoy that rush, and it's part of the fun of it. Um, and it's probably the closest, closest experience I've had to playing in a big game in hockey, where you kind of get the butterflies. Uh, it's just something that seems to come with getting yourself recorded. But I do enjoy it. So. Okay, thank you. Parker? When was the last time that you played hockey? Uh, Monday. Monday I skated, yes. <laughs> Perfect, thanks. Uh, Nabil. Um, when, when um, you were like younger, did you ever think about doing podcasting or like... Radio probably, yeah. before... Radio. Yeah, so when I first came back in 2000, uh, it was right at the end of 2011-12, it would have been a year or two after, I actually did the color commentating for the Bobcats in town, for the, the junior team. And I did that for part of the season, loved it. Uh, I was just still playing. I'd just gotten married. Uh, we just had our first kid, and it just didn't seem to fit the schedule at the time. But yeah, I definitely thought about I thought about being around radio for a long time. Thank you. Thank you. Isaac? 
Why did you choose to pursue <laughs> your dream in podcasting? Huh. I guess... That's a deep question. Um, Isaac has a dream too, and this might be this might be something that uh, he'll take with him in the future. Just your your filmmaking that you love to do on your own time. Yeah, so yeah. I have a YouTube channel. Do you? We have fifty five subscribers. Nice. You, it's called Isaac Watson's Creation. Cool. I'll check so, that out. Yeah, subscribe. So what are your, well, let's just, let's, a little bit of a push there, a little bit of self-advertising. Um, let's talk about your followers then. What are you, who do you find are your normal followers and um, what are your numbers looking like and, and how have sure. they grown? Um, so now I average, it says my audience, if you were to quote it as what the general estimate is, is over 500. Uh, on a week-to-week basis, I'm averaging over 700 downloads on the podcast. My best episodes is over 11, actually I think it's closer to 1,200 now. Um, by no means are those millions, but for starting in February, it's been pretty decent. Uh, and the reception has been really good. Why, to answer your first question, I chased my dream is, I, I guess life is too short to wonder 20 years, 30 years from now, what could have been if I never tried. And so if I would have done it a few times, guys, and people would have not liked it, I wasn't in the beginning, heck, I'm still not doing it for other people. I'm doing it for myself. I really, really enjoy it. And so it's become one of my biggest hobbies slash passions I do. I do it just as, or I do it, or I like it as much as I do playing hockey, and that's saying a lot. Good question. Mm It's called Isaac Watson's Creations. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. And so when you pay us the advertising fees, Isaac, we will uh, include that little advertisement yeah. in our podcast since we're looking for sponsors, I'm sure. Who wants to Tristan. What was one of the most memorable moment, moments in your podcasting career? Hmm. So far, I think having, man, I lean on Cy Campbell an awful lot, but to have a 94-year-old come on and talk about World War II, which, you know, in my lifetime, I, we've never come, Canada's never been part of anything even remotely close to that. And for him to have firsthand experience about flying over enemy territory in a Lancaster bomber, 36 times and asking him if he was ever you know fearful for his life there's a couple times in that episode where uh, he brings a tear to your eye because it's so real you just can't it's real it was very real so I would say that really sticks out thank you Billy what is some good feedback for people that are trying to like make their own like and stuff and post online. Don't worry about the numbers. Uh, too many people focus on, you know, this many people listen. Focus on getting reps and becoming very, very good at your craft. If you become very, very good at talking to people, uh, I always lean back on listening. It's something I still try and work on every time. Uh, people will attract, you'll attract people that way. 
it's uh, it's got to be something people want to tune into. But in the beginning, it's going to be rough because you've never probably done it before. And so don't let the early days issues. Yeah, yeah that's right. Steer you away from doing something you want to do. Adrian. Um, who did you look up to when you were only a kid? If you're talking about radio, I always go back to Ron McLean. Ron McLean and Don Cherry were guys I tuned into uh, as kids my entire life. And Ron McLean just had a way. It just never seemed like anything. Don Cherry, if you've all watched him, says some pretty off-the-cuff stuff. And to sit beside him for, how many years is it now? 30, 40 Maybe years? Multiple, yes. Right? Yeah. Like, it's a long time. And to steer the conversation and balance that and always have something to say has been impressive. So that's a guy that I, hopefully someday maybe I'll get there. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what was your one of your biggest mess ups? I know that you like edit things <laughs> out, but. Absolutely. Uh, that would have been episode Oh shoot, you can hear me talk about it in like episode 13 or something. I can't remember the exact episode, but I forgot to edit that part. So as you can imagine, you release this thing and now you got people listening. And then you wake up the next morning and I can't remember, I was busy with XYZ. And I flick it on to see, ah, you know, I sound good. And uh, I said earlier how in the intro, I don't get it right the first time. Right. So in the first I go, welcome to the Sean Newman Park. Nah, that doesn't sound right. Welcome to the show. Ah, la, 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 la. I mean, I'm doing this on air. And this went out to everybody. And I'm just like, well, I must have sat in my truck and just been like, I don't want to go anywhere, hands. right? Yeah. But yeah. then it go, oh, what are you going to do? It's already out there. Can't do anything about it. That was my biggest, biggest screw up. And I've tried to not do that ever again. Thank you. You're welcome. That's funny. Yeah. Thank you, Isaiah, for the question. Here's Parker. How long did you do podcast for? I've done it since February, so what is that now? This will be my seventh month? Seventh month. It took me a full year of uh, putting together the studio and gaining the confidence slash courage to actually sit down and, and do it. It took a little bit to push myself over the hill, if you will. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kane? Have you ever met like any big, huge fans in public or anything? Have they ever like recognized you? Uh, this is pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I gotta be honest, guys. I've done this. I've done uh, two schools. I did an interview with Murray McDonald in Lashburn Elementary, uh, and that was a lot of fun to be around. Kids that know what podcasting is and are starting their own and and very much in tune with what's going on. And, uh, and obviously here getting asked to come talk to you guys is really cool. Um, but when I first started, a lot of guys I looked up to in the hockey world had come up and talked to me and really enjoyed it. And that was always a confidence booster. Okay, I have a follow-up question. Sure. How do you feel that you are um, like kids' mentors and you help them start their own podcast? I think it's a big responsibility anytime you're labeled a mentor. There's a lot of... You know, you got to steer people in the right direction. There's, there's responsibility that comes with having that title. Thank you. Thank you. Alex? Um, this technically isn't a question, but one of my cousins have been on your podcast Oh, before. really? Who's that? Kyler Hope. Kyler Hope, yes. Yeah. yeah. A Lashburn boy. Yes. Yeah. Won the yeah. Royal Bank Cup. Excellent. Thank you. Two more questions. Isaac? <laughs> what is your favorite color? My favorite ah. color. <laughs> 
I like green. Good to know. Thank you. What's your favorite color? Blue. Okay. Why do you ask favorite color? I just feel curious. Curious. All right. Cool. Good to be curious. I have a follow-up question. Oh. What is your favorite shade? Of green? No, shade. Like black, gray, white. That's an interesting way to ask it. Okay. Um... I grew up liking Johnny Cash, which is way too <laughs> old for any of you guys. So, and who knows what his what his nickname is? He's called the Man in Black. Man in Black. So I would say Black. Okay. I have another follow up question. Last one, son. What is your favorite food? Favorite food? Um, I'm a farmer, but I like steak and potatoes. Nice. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. I look forward to. Uh, Checking out your page. Isaac Watson creation. That's right. Can we hear that one more yeah. time? <laughs> <laughs> and Mason. Yeah, you said you grew up on a farm, but you never said what you always did on the farm. Oh, um, so when I was a young boy, we had cattle and grain, so both. Uh, but now we're just strictly steers in the summer. Always fed cattle, always loved calves. I loved calves as a kid. Um, sometimes. Mothers don't take to their young, and so you have to bottle feed them. And as a young kid, I love bottle feeding a calf. It was my favorite thing to do. Awesome. Good to know. Thank you very much, Mason. Um, so those are great questions. I, I didn't realize that they had all those questions. It was fantastic, especially since this is supposed to be grade sevens, talking with experts. I love that they all came up and they had uh, some questions for you. I just want to circle back to two things that you talked about, and that was the idea of expert. Um, and you are definitely ahead of us, and so I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us. Um, and the second thing is uh, a follow-up to Kane's question, and that uh, which you had also talked about, which was mentorship and um, taking somebody under your wing. So we would like to express our gratitude to you for joining us today and being our mentor and sharing your expertise. So grade sevens. And I'll do a outro on my own later, I'm sure. So yeah, well, thank thank, thanks again for having me in, guys. It's a huge honor to come and sit and talk about something like this. Awesome, thank you so much. subscribe so that you can check out future episodes hosted by students where they talk to experts on parkour and other outdoor sports as well as art and many other topics. love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.